Tonight, um, again, uh, um, we just want to, as you guys uh, go through all your days and, and things, um, if you guys would lift up Sam and the Scotties and, and uh, you know, Jordan and what's going on. Um, I don't know much, but, you know, Sam had to jump on a plane and, and run back and help help out with what's going on with Jordan. So, um, you know, I think he left either this morning or was it this morning? Yesterday, Yesterday morning. So he had asked if, um, you know, I could sit in, and I said, sure. You might not have a church for very long, but yes, I'll be glad to sit in. So um, anyway, we're going to kind of go through some things that maybe the Lord's been laying on my heart and and what I've been drawing out of um, what Sam has been uh, teaching us as to who our church and our community is and and, and maybe what, what, you know, is going on in our hearts. And um, I know for me, I have been really stirred as to what, you know, what do you want me to do? You know, am I complacent just because I serve? Am am I, um, you know, giving it my all in all? Am I the one that is is um, doing all these things that, that Sam is saying? And the answer is no, I'm not. Um, you know, sometimes I think even like uh, Mike shared, I guess it was about a month ago, you know, just kind of um, going through the motions sometimes um, with what we know how to do and, and things like that. It was really a... Uh, an eye-opener for me and very convicting. So tonight we're going to talk about reckoning. Does anybody know what reckoning is? I reckon. I reckon we're going to go do something. That's what we say in the South. What do you got back there, Jason? You're raising your hand. You know what it is? You're going to give me the definition? Reckoning. All right, so I'm going through this book. Well, it, the theme of, like, I think Genesis and Sam and myself is, is Joshua. You know, we never can get out of Joshua and, and the trials and things that, that's going on and that. Be strong, be a good courage. You know, all of those things continue to come back in most of our conversations and, and just what's going on in us. And, and I was reading um, Be Strong. Um, which is the uh, commentary from Warren Wiersbe on Joshua, or one of them. And um, this particular chapter stuck out in my mind. Um, and it was it's the time of reckoning and conflict and that we're in a fight. And, you know, you guys know the story of Joshua and, and, and um, you know, coming after Moses and, and taking, you know, and leading the fight um, into the promised land and, and all of those things that, that are going on. And... It's just amazing to me how um, sometimes I forget that our Christian walk is a fight. You know, I believe things are going good, everything's great, and then you look around you and you have wounded soldiers all around you. You know, you have people getting, you know, in the line of fire, just taking on, you know, full-on, you know, the, uh, artillery fire and being taken out in, in times. And... And it's amazing to me how sometimes if it's not affecting you, it doesn't really, you know, we don't have that brother in arms as Christians all the time. You know, it's like, well, I'm kind of busy and I need to keep working on what I got to work on. And, um, you know, in this commentary, Be Strong, you know, he writes the following thing. It says, uh, it's crazy. Um, You're a poor soldier of Christ if you think that you can overcome without fighting. And suppose that you can have the crown without the conflict. And that was said by um, a preacher and a martyr, John, um, I can't say his last name. I'm not even going to try it. 
Um, and then, you know, in Ephesians, it says that, you know, we're in a fight through flesh, through the world, um, the devil. They're all united against Christ, and therefore they're united against us. And we're constantly in this fight. And, and although I forget um, a lot and I choose to ignore, we're in a desperate fight at times. Um, when I come to the scriptures, I, I tend to lean on the inspirational stuff, the victorious fight stuff. Because, you know, I feel like sometimes that I'm in that fight and those things get me through it. And tonight we're going to kind of go through that. Reckoning um, in the context tonight is count as true in your life what God says about you in his word. Say So reckoning is counting what is true in your life and what God says about you in his word. Believing is a promise. Believing a promise is like keeping or accepting a paycheck. Okay? I believe, so I got the check, right? I'm a believer. I've got it. It's in my hand. Reckoning is cashing that check and turning it in. Endorsing the back and knowing you're going to get something from it. And as a Christian and as, as us as a, as a community, it's time for us to gather behind our leader and each other and reckon and cash in what has been given to us. Because each and every one of us has been giving these amazing gifts and amazing talents and amazing ideas and amazing visions of what you can do personally, not what the church can do, not what Sam can do, not what Danny can do, but what you can do and how you can make a difference in this community, in this place. And that is what is inspiring about being in a community like that we are, being in a, in a service like that we are, that you have the ability. Um, Pastor Sam said, carte blanche, go. If it's on your heart, do it. You don't need permission. Do you guys remember him saying that? You're free to do the things that God has in your heart. Cash in the check and start to do something. But remember that we're in a complete fight. You can't go into it blind. I mean, what person goes out into the line of fire without all of your assault and all of your, your um, you know, battle plan as to what you're going to do? And that battle plan is, is where we're going to start tonight in a little bit. And there's, there's basically three, four topics that we're going to talk about. Number one, we're going to talk about God is good. It's going to be pretty quick because we all know it, and you're going to chime in, I hope. Number two, we're going to talk about praise and work. Because where there's praise, there's work, and there's work to be done, and that's what we're going to focus on, and, and that work that God has instilled in you and God has instilled in me. There's something that he has given us for us to cash in, not just he's given us this thing now. What are you going to do with it? If you don't go and cash it in, that check is worthless. As a matter of fact, it goes void in so many days. How many of you guys do not cash your work checks? But yet, as a church, how many times have you cashed in on what God has put on your heart? I want you to do this. Okay, well, all right. I believe you. I got it. But I'm not going anywhere with it. Tonight, we're going to talk about how to do that, even when there's obstacles against us a little bit. We're also going to talk about praise and prayer. Now, this is tough. You know, prayer is probably, I don't know. I'm starting to become more of a prayer warrior, I think, 
over the years as, as I understand things. And, you know, you don't always have to be, you know, in the closet and stuff. And, and I'm finding myself, I'm catching myself praying more and more and more and more, especially as I know my fellow comrades, my, my, my soldiers that are around me are, are just getting beat up. They're getting taken out. And, and my job is not to just watch. It's to go get them and pull them to safety and then get in the fight with them or for them. That's our job. That's our fight. And then we're going to talk about holding the arms of our leaders in battle. There's a great reference for that. And then again, we're going to talk about and finish up basically with the fight again. So God is good. Jeremiah 29, 11, You guys know this, right? God is good. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to do what? Prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a purpose, a future. What does that mean to us? As we, as we read that and we live our lives, like, let's, okay, that's scriptures, right? That's a scripture. That's a good scripture. I'm going to quote that scripture all the time. Live it. How do you live it? How do we put that into practice when we know that the plans that we have, that God has for us are good? Now he's put an idea or a thought or something into your head of how you can work in the kingdom or you can touch someone else's life. And, and we always think about working in the kingdom as something great and grand, right? We're going to build the church. We're going to make a big, huge church. And I push Sam for a building all the time. I probably shouldn't, but I do. I'm like, come on, man. I'd send him emails. Hey, this one's available. Hey, this one's available. Hey, this one's available. It's only $25,000 a month, but, you know, whatever. It's like, what? That's crazy. Just so you guys know, that's really crazy. Um, but I still do it. I still throw those things out there to him. Hey, I, come on. Get a crazy vision going on. I, I'm right here with you. He's like, okay. Give me some money. <laughs> you put your name on it. Anyway, um, but what do we do with these things that God has given us in us? How do, we, how do we rally together and do those things? When we know that God is good, what does that mean for your daily, everyday life? How do you translate that into affecting and building the church up? How do you do that? Do you do that? Do we trust that and know that God is good? We know the scriptures. We know how to speak it. We know that, right? How do you put it into action? How do you make it evident? You know that that song I've been singing a couple times, Live Like That, really touched me. You know, I want to live like that. You know, but it's deep. You know, you got you to gotta be an evident Christian. You have to set yourself apart. You have to sacrifice and do things that you really don't want to do. You know, the flesh, fighting the flesh. I don't know, I'm going to be whatever. But how do we put that into action? For God is good. We know this. We have scriptures after scriptures. I just pulled up two because I wanted you guys to pull some up. In 2 Samuel 10, 12, it says, Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight. Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people. And our cities of our God, for the Lord will do what is good in his sight. What does that mean for us? How do you fight? You know, my son is in jujitsu. It's MMA, whatever that is. Mixed martial arts, is that right? Mixed martial arts. You guys should know, right? The young crowd is like, yes, yeah! Anyway, you know, I go and watch him Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
And, uh, you know, it's fighting. You're engaged. Someone is on you, pushing you, and, and his job is to choke you out. That's what they're telling the guy, whoever's on top. Choke him out. Choke him out. My son's laying there. Choke him out. There's a 10-year-old, you know. Get off my kid. I'm going to choke you out. But you know what? He's in a struggle. And they've showed him ways to not get choked out. Cross your arms. Grab his thing. Move him over here. Pull your thing up here. Use your weight. Pull your body around. Do this. Do that. If he does this, do that. I mean, they're, they're showing him ways to move and to jockey around every move that they make, there's a counter move and a way that you can get in. And it, sometimes it just looks like he's just laying there. And he's like, Dad, I'm just waiting. Because sometimes when you wait, they'll release their grip and then you can get them. They'll, they'll, it just looks like I'm giving up, but I'm ready. I'm breathing and I'm ready. And as soon as I feel, because I can feel them, Dad, I can feel them loosening up. And as soon as I feel like I can get them, I just, and it's on again. And I was like, he's 10. And he's got, you know, um, sensory issues. So to have somebody on top of him and like, yeah, I'm going to kill you kind of thing is amazing. And then you'll see him. And when they know they can win or beat you, they teach the other person. And it's, it's amazing. It's just the coolest thing. But the whole point is you're in that fight. We're in this fight. And our, our comrades get down. And sometimes we're waiting just for our move. And sometimes we need somebody telling us, hey, you got to do this. you got to do that. you got to move here. Don't let them do that. Put just your arms right there. Come over here. And that's what texting. Praise God for texting, huh? How many of you guys text encouragement just for the heck of it? Hey, dude, I was thinking about you. And this scripture came in my mind. Blah, 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 blah. Dude, Sunday was amazing. Boom. That was all I said. Send it out. Boom. Sunday was cool. Love you playing drums with me, man. You know, whatever. You know, I mean, just just that encouragement. We, we've, we've got these, like, you know, Morse code instant things. Do you use them? I mean, how many stupid things do we text? On my way. What are you doing? We don't even say, what are you doing? Doing. Is there a code for just doing now? I, I spell it all the way out. Is there just a... What? D-O-N, do in. Okay, there you go. See, it's even shorter. You don't even have to say whole words anymore. You just be like, whatever. What are you doing to engage and get in the fight? Knowing that our God is good and that our soldiers and our comrades and our, the people that we're in this fight with, what are we doing to, to let people know, to encourage them, to step out, to step in faith, to live like you know, a Christian? What are we doing? I said two scriptures. One was about fighting and one was the plans that God had for us. What is one that ministers to you guys about God is good? Come on, Alex. I know you got a hundred. Don't sing the songs. I know all the songs. <laughs> I looked up for that one. And it, yes. Yeah. Thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Not in that key, though. <laughs> anyway. Any other ones? Nothing ministers to us? What are we going to send to someone tomorrow? Come on! You have the whole volume of scriptures in your lap. You can totally cheat by turning to the back in the little good thing. What is that called? The index? 
concordance, whatever. All right, whatever. All right, well, that's your homework. Look up at least a couple and send them. Facebook them. Send them to me, whatever. I need them during the week for sure, for sure. All right, so let's get into some scriptures. Go to 1 Chronicles 29. We're going to actually read some scriptures tonight, if I can see. 1 Chronicles 29.1. It's right before 2 Chronicles. Okay. We're going to move into praise and work. Okay? So we know God is good, and now we're going to talk about what are we going to do? Praise and work. All right. So we know the story about David. He can't build the temple himself, correct? Why? Because he has blood on his hands, right? So the next in line is his son. His son's name Solomon. Okay? And what's going on right now is, is David has basically lived his life now to gather all of the things to build the temple for God. All right? First Chronicles 29.1. David is so excited. The whole congregation, all the people are there, and I can't even see this because I need more light. Therefore, King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God who alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. And the work is great because the temple is not made for man, but for the Lord your God. Now, for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might gold for all the things to be made of gold, and silver for all the things of silver, and bronze for all the things of bronze, and iron for all the things of iron, wood for all the things of wood and onyx stones to be set, glistening stones of various colors and all of the precious stones and the marbles, marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasures and gold and silver. And it goes on and lists what he gave personally. And then in verse 9, it picks up and it says, man, I need some other light over here if I'm going to be teaching on Thursday nights. This is crazy. Um, Verse 9, it says, Then the people rejoiced, for for they had offered, all the leaders had offers willingly because of the loyal heart because of a loyal heart and had offered willingly to the Lord and the king and King David also rejoiced greatly. And verse 10 it says, Therefore David blessed the Lord before the, all the assembly and God said. So, so David did all of this work. He, he prepared. He, he had this, this great affection to build the temple, but he knew he couldn't build it. So, so instead of quitting and taking, you know, that, that, you know, you can't do this, David, he said, okay, well, what can I do? And he did something else. And he, he gathered all the, the uh, materials for, for building the equipment and he, or the, uh, the temple. And he, he got it together and, and now he's turning it over to his son. And he's saying, here you go, people, this is, this is my son. God chose him, Solomon. He's going to take it from here. I'm done. Um, but, but I've prepared the way, and here it is, and now they're going to praise God. So there's all of this work, and then there's praise, right? 
And in verse verse 10 it says, Therefore David blessed the Lord before all of the assembly, and David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the great is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty, for all that is in heaven and earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you, you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and we praise you, your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this, All things come from you, and of your own we have given you. We are aliens and pilgrims before you, as as were our fathers. Our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. O Lord our God, verse 16, all this abundance that we have prepared to build your house for you, for your holy name, is from your hand and all your own. I know also, my God, that you you test the heart and have pleasure in, in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all of these things, and now with joy I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the thoughts of the heart of your people, and fix their eyes and heart before you. It says, fix their heart before you, not eyes. In verse 19, it says, and give my son Solomon loyal a loyal heart to keep your commandments and to testify and testimonies to your statutes to do all of these things and to build the temple for which I have made provision. You know, David spent his last half of his life gathering these materials. And then, you know, we know David had a heart after, a man after God's own heart. And we know that this was a passion of his. And we know that there was work to be done here. And we know that when it all came to, you know, came together, what did he do? He praised God. And we know life the life of David as a, as a psalmist, as someone who just praised God constantly. There's power in that. And as we come together and we praise God together, you know, each Sunday, it's like a mark, you know, almost a testament of what God has done through the week. We're here. We're here again. And God is faithful and he's good and he's working, and we're working, and we have a vision, and we have someone that is is leading us to a place of, you know, a closer communion as a community, and, and hopefully to be an impact in our community, to touch people with the grace and the goodness and the mercy and the trueness of who God is. And we have great power that we can tap into. I mean, you, you, you heard what David said here. All of these things are yours. We're just giving them back to you. So everything that I can even accumulate, God, you gave to me and I give it back to you. 
And we know these things as God is good and he has these great plans and he puts these things in our mind. And now we know if we work at them, if we praise God, as we, if, as, we, as we gather, we give back. And as things come into our minds, we give back to God and we, we step out in faith and we move and we move and we move and we move and we get tired and then we move again. And then we get our friends and our, our family and we gather around and we move again and we praise and we work towards a common goal. And that is to build the kingdom of God. You see, David built a, a, a temple or wanted to build a temple to, to, to house God. But, you know, God can't be held in a temple. He's in our hearts. He's in our minds. He's all over. He's with every single person as they open their minds and their hearts into them. He is there. He is with them. And you have that ability to tap into that power, to that majesty, to that glory and say, hey, do you want to be a part of this? I want to show you what we're doing. I want to talk about what we're doing. But not only that, I want to love you like Christ loved me. I want to step into that world. I want to make that difference for you. And then you know what? I want you to do it to someone else and to someone else and someone else. And it doesn't matter if they come to Genesis or they go wherever. It matters that they're in the kingdom of God and that you have shown them the light. And it's not necessarily your responsibility to do this over and over and over again, but it is your, your ability to just listen to God and see what he has for you. As he speaks to you, move on it and cash the check. Not just take it, but continue to cash that check. In verse 20, we move into a prayer and a praise. Now, this is something that I find really interesting because let's read it. <clears throat> verse 29, or chapter 29, verse 20, it says, Then David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord, the God of their father, and they bowed low and fell prostrate before the Lord and the king. How many times... Have you seriously prayed face down on the ground? I bet you it was if you have done it in a time of great agony or great pain or something that just took everything out of you or a great victory. You know, Some of the greatest times that I've had as a worship leader were moments where the Spirit of God just brought surrender. In my heart, in the sanctuary, in the room, I know one time um, it was with the youth band, um, we went up to a retreat, couldn't get there, <laughs> snowed in, whatever, didn't have the right chains. We're supposed to play Friday night, didn't make it Friday night. So after I think about 12 or 13 hours, we finally made it up the hill. Okay? It's classic comical of errors, but, you know, with the youth group, it was fun. There was, you know, I don't know, four or five of the guys in the, in the youth band with me in my car, and uh, I was getting very frustrated, but... Saturday morning, 
um, they had a great message. And then Saturday night they were doing like this night of prayer and we got to um, lead that time. Now we had practiced and we were good. Okay. The youth band was rocking. They were, they were, they were great. And that night when we led, it was absolutely amazing. Mostly because the band had to work really hard to get to the mountaintop. We had to really go through the struggle and the fight and the, is this worth it? And oh my goodness, you know, and all those kind of things that you go through in your head and on every single thing. But when it came time to partake and the Lord showed up and all of our efforts and all of our work and all of the practice and all of those things hit, it was off the hook. It was off the chain. It was crazy. And it just melted my heart. Overwhelmed me. Overwhelmed the band. Overwhelmed the people. The Spirit of God was there. It was just so amazing. And there was people prostrate on the ground. They were face down. Young kids. And I was just amazed. How do we worship like that. In our corporate community, when we get together on Sundays and Thursday nights, have we been seeking and obtaining and striving after that goal, whatever it is? Have you made monumental steps into whatever God has put in your heart to do, to say, to be bold and think? And when you come into the community, do you share that? Do you report in on it? Do you gather with the rest of us and say, we must pray for this? I've been wounded, but I'm still going. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I've had these achievements, these victories. You know, that is the power. And I love it. David said to the whole assembly, you guys praise God. So they all praised God and they fell prostrate to the ground, humble before the Lord, knowing that he's good, that there's praise in this work, that we're in a fight and we know we're not going to win every single thing, but we have a community of believers and people that can pray and build up and fight and tell you, don't let them choke you out. Put your hands here. Turn them over here. Wait till they're tired. Whatever it is. Because Satan is going to rip us off. He's coming to against Christ. He's coming against us. But we're building the kingdom. And our vision and our, our just essence is so much greater because our God is so good. Did you read what he said in 29, 10 through 15, about all of the riches, all of the power, all of the might. Your hand is great. Your strength. You have everything. We have that check from the creator. And we haven't cashed it most of the time. How silly is that? Sorry, mortgage company. I can't pay my payment because, well, I have the money. I just haven't cashed it yet. What are they going to tell you? Get down there and cash the check or I'm coming to get the keys. And I'm going to give it to somebody else. 
Oh my goodness. Here's another one I want to I want to focus in on tonight. Exodus 17:12. <clears throat> real quick. Not real quick. I got plenty of time. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Ur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady and still till sunset. Why did they do that? That's right. His troops were victorious when his hands were up. You know, Sam and Corrine need our hands to hold their hands up. Now. Our pastor knows the victoriousness of God and knows that there's a plan and a purpose for this fellowship, for this community. And he is under attack. Unbridled, crazy attack. Just like pretty much every pastor probably is. But he's our pastor. He's our leader. He's our friend. And we need to be prostrate on the ground praying for him and Corrine, and their family, and for each and every one of us. Because let me tell you something, you guys. As soon as he's through this trial, it will be one of us. Because Satan is not going to let this go down without a fight. We are in a fight. And right now, the sights are on our leader, on our pastor. And so as his hands get tired, we need to step in and hold him up. And the best way for us, you guys, is in prayer. Because there is such power from our God and our Savior and our King, our fortress, our strong tower, that we can lay it at his feet and know that he will be victorious. Because he has already won. Jesus has already done the work. We're in a fight. But we have won. I really want you guys to think about that. This week, and actually every time you think of something that you need to do, that is one. That is one. You're a poor soldier of Christ if you think that you can overcome without fighting and suppose that you have the crown without the conflict. We always are focusing on the prize. But there's always a price for the prize. Fight the fight.
pay the price and gain the prize. The prize is already won. The victory is ours. Believing is a promise. Believing that promise is just accepting the check. Reckoning is endorsing it and cashing it in. Father God, tonight we just pray as a community, as a fellowship, as a gathering. We pray, Lord, that you would just put your hand of protection upon the Scotties and their family, especially Jordan, Samuel, even, Corrine, Lauren. Father, we know Satan is after them. But Father, we pray and we pray and we pray and we lay them down before you and pray for wisdom. Father, we pray for strength. We pray for courage. We pray that they are strong and can overcome. We pray, Lord, that they would ask when their hands are tired. And Father, we pray that we could hold them up. That we could gather around And Father, when it's the next family, when it's the next victim, when it's the next people in our fellowship, in our in our our community, Lord, we pray, Lord, that we would circle the troops and circle around again and get in there and get the aid and fight again and again and again. Father, I do pray for a vision. I pray for just the things that you are empowering Sam to think about and even to 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 try to embolden us to do something different or something more special that will touch people's lives and impact them in a way that would just show who you are, that we would live like that and know that people would call us Christians and it wouldn't be, it would just be who you are. Father, we pray for that boldness and that spirit. We pray for that wisdom. Father, and I pray for each and every one here tonight. It's a battle just to get here on Thursday nights. No matter what it is, it's a battle. Tonight, Lord, I pray that we would cash the check. Knowing that our Savior, our God, our King, our victorious, awesome God will make sure it cashes. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you this time tonight and we pray again for just our fellowship and Sam and them in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys.